sake of telejohn lucas melby have you ever blacked out i like when i'm walking up and down stairs i have moments of uh blacking out you know starting to see like spots and stuff when i get up and move quickly i pass out a lot like i'll just just be laying in my bed and i'll just oh wow it's like four in the morning okay some of that sounded a little scary <laughs> to start i'm seeing stars walking up the steps uh, and passing out in that sense i assume you mean that you're just falling asleep yes right? but you've never encountered a blank spot in time or anything that's my entire life yeah i mean <laughs> maybe we'll encounter some blank spots in jacob's timeline when we start talking and trying to rank every disney channel original movie but not from alcohol or drug use so that's the thing we're a whole new pod. The podcast's all about staying sober, not being cool guys <laughs> at the parties for a couple of party virgins here. It's true. Uh, so, yeah, primarily the ways I think you're going to black out is drinking drugs or like getting punched in the head or whatever. Yeah. So I wouldn't recommend getting punched in the head. Speaking of blacking out today was a black day. The blackest black of days. Friday. We are recording this on Black Friday. Happy Black Friday. Hopefully you're getting all uh, hopefully you got all those deals. And we decided to celebrate it by watching The Slumber Party. Yeah. Which when I was trying to look up stuff about this movie, kind of hard to uh find because there's a series of movies, of course, called The Slumber Party Massacre. Oh. Uh, and I think there's maybe just another movie called The Slumber Party, or there's one called The Sleepover. Okay. So I believe this is based on a book, but the book's called The Sleepover, but they probably called it The Slumber Party because there was already a sleepover. And the reason we were opening up with the teaser about blacking out is because this is an unabashed teen tween teeny bopper. Haven't said that for a bit take on the hangover. hangover and and like you said the the author of the books which it's based on isn't afraid to hide that it actually you kind of made it sound like I, it i did i, I did it. some research to go to based on a letterboxd review i went to the author's website to look at her books and this book just says like yeah it's the, the, we're doing the hangover for um, teens for teens because teens they shouldn't watch the hangover jacob Big fan of The Hangover. I, I I apparently was watching it in 2009, you know, when it first came out, you know, so I would have been... Sneaking into the theater. 16, maybe? Yeah. I feel like that would have been a summer release. So I was watching The Hangover, and I, I remember, like, maybe, like, when it first came to either the Redbox or, like, DVD, like, we bought it. Like, we, we watched it a lot as a family. <laughs> a lot. That's interesting. Just a really f funny movie for us. I don't know, just a movie our, our family all kind of really laughed at together. So. And did you follow through with all the, the sequels? I didn't really like the second and third one. I, I've seen them, but like, like we were talking about, they're basically just carbon copies, just in different locations. Somebody else gets misplaced, and it's, yeah. But you were like, but what if they did The Hangover, but for with kids. teenage girls? I, I, I mean, oh. And said it in modern day... But then make it 70s, 70s? retro aesthetic yes. for some reason. I, I, and maybe that's where the, um, maybe the, the author herself, maybe she's, maybe she grew up in the 70s or maybe she really likes the 70s. So she could, maybe she in, once saw The Hangover. Yeah. And she and watched it all the time. Maybe with she her liked parents. Boogie Nights, you know, who knows? She's just combining all the movies. Yes, the the most important of thing of Boogie references. Nights is that it takes place in the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only thing most people seem to think about with that. Um, but yeah, I, I would say this movie does pay a lot of homage to not only The Hangover, but there's um, there's a couple other 
drops in it too. Yeah, it kind of... Uh, Beetlejuice has had a reference to Beetlejuice. There was kind of a maybe a visual the, to the least the least the breakfast club. Part. Yeah, we'll we'll get into it. This a movie doesn't really have a strong uh, identity of its own. It's just a lot of stuff mishmash and a lot of just cliches and tropes beginning from the very start. Uh, not maybe quite from the start because we start out with like a freeze frame or like a like a stock we're in, in motion. We're in, we're in media res first. If you click on this movie on Disney Plus. Which was this is the first test case of what it was like for us to watch a Disney original movie. This is again in the line, the lineage with Prom Pack. Watch it on Disney Plus under my new ad supported subscription yeah. model. And, and it was it was fine. There were supposed to be two commercial breaks, but we only had one at the beginning and one in. So it was a total of forty five seconds of yeah. ads. And one of them I watched, I pulled up before I went and got Jacob. So if that's the way it goes, you know, I mean, I'm still not going to subscribe every month a month, but I'll feel better about it as opposed to having to watch an extra five minutes when I'm like, but that was excited. This movie was 80 minutes and now it's 85 minutes. Oh, my God. It's, it's the worst movie ever. This might be one of our shorter decoms ever, huh? Yeah, it's it's 83 minutes. It was like I think. hour 20. Yeah, it was like hour 23 minutes. Um, But we start out. As I said, end media res where we're seeing a giant hedgehog, which is the splash image. If you watch this on Disney Plus, so you'd be yeah. like, "Oh, I wonder what this what this hedgehog's all about." And then you're immediately greeted with the hedgehog creening down the streets. We have three girls who will soon learn the names of being Meg. And, and, okay. And the hedgehog is like like a float. It's it's, it's like a vehicle. You know what? That's that's a fair clarification that it's not. It's not not just like a, a giant, giant like, hedgehog. Yeah, it's not like a mutant hedgehog. Yes, it, it, it's like no, they're wheels. really like kids a, are all about hedgehogs now after the Sonic the Hedgehog movies. I, I you know I, I thought it was kind of you know like but like the uh, we didn't know that it was like a, a float for like a parade or for a school so it was kind of just giving like oh is this just like a like a mascot like a business like a like the, the Oscar Mayer Wiener or something like that. And I had a rare thing that doesn't really happen too much in these movies anymore. It happened more with Prom Pack because there was lots of 80s music in that. But the song that I was playing, I'm like, I know this song. You knew what that is song. this? And part of it was like Japanese, uh, the Japanese language in a part. I'm like, well, I listen to a lot of weeb shit, weird so, anime music. So I'm like, wait, what could they possibly have? And as is, a, is that a newer song or old? No. Like look 70s. Up, look up Baby Metal Chocolate. On your phone. I give you permission. Because, no, it's definitely not 70s. It might be like 2015 or something. But Baby Metal, it's a, a metal group that I think kind of, I don't know if it's an apocryphal story, but that it was a Japanese metal band that maybe weren't having the most success. So 2013. Like, yeah, so literally I said maybe this song is like 10 years old, and it was. So they, they were trying to get some crossover appeal by bringing in J-pop idols. So it's metal music undertones to it. But then, like, the chorus is more J-pop-y. So this was Gimme Chocolate by Baby Metal. And I was like, well, that's weird, especially given, like, the other music that they play in the movie, as well as the retro aesthetics they have. But there's three girls on the hedgehog. And I guess yeah. secretly, maybe a hidden boy in the background we don't know about yet. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, and these are our main character, Meg, Veronica and Paige. I'm going to forget all the names. Meg uh, was the only one I recognized. I can't remember her actress's name, but she played maybe, I think she played Reese Witherspoon's younger daughter in Big Little Lies. Okay. And that was what I knew. Is, so is, is, Young is she, Sheldon was also in that. She's the one missing the eyebrow? Yes. Okay. Then we, as Jacob said a little earlier, we get a freeze frame in classic 
bet you're wondering how I got here and yeah. why I'm missing an eyebrow. Yeah. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's why I, I clicked Rewind. on this movie. So then you get like a, a rewind through the movie. I've seen Literally that. a scrubbing yes. as if through a YouTube video going back yeah. to the beginning. And it shows, yeah, it shows like the line rewinding in the video. Which is another weird aesthetic choice given that well, we soon get they're like in a basement that could be, you know, the basement they hang out in that 70s show, but they have smartphones. Yeah, they don't necessarily dress in like a 70s aesthetic. They're more like just the, the Zoomer style of, you know, 90s, early 2000s fashion. That seemed to be what Janko's, you know, the huge. So then we get back to the beginning where she continues her kind of I said Malcolm in the middle in where she's talking directly to the camera. Yeah. But that basically uh sandwich is the movie so we get it here at the beginning but then we don't like, get it until the like end. the very end. three quarters of the way through yeah and whenever she's talking about her friends she's introducing we're getting splash text in that 70s style yes. of you know maybe like the title of dazed and confused that kind of lettering for veronica and Paige. and i'm just like what is going on this is a lot of stuff i'm taking yeah in. i mean we noticed pretty early on that it kind of had that like, like like we've been saying the 70s kind of aesthetic to it so i who knows maybe the maybe the director of the movie or the the, the um or the author of the books you know i, I don't know in in the books i don't, I don't know of, if the i don't know the, <laughs> the, the, they really like the 70s i mean it's not, not just like i mean like, obviously like post stranger things and even in oh, the beginning before yeah, stranger things there was a lot of 80s stuff and it, it's it, weird that they tried to, to combine the present with with the styles of all the past. I mean, again, I this movie's already going to be the hangover. So they're just like, we don't have an identity of our own. Maybe that was a unique spin kind of they fun. could do is yeah. nobody's doing 70s. I, I'm, not, I'm not arguing with it. I, 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 I kind of dug it, you know, it was just weird and didn't really add anything to the no. movie. We even had a moment where we're like, wait, this is modern day because they have cell phones. The main girl, Meg, first of all, they know what twerking is. First of all, two, two gay dads. Two gay dads. Two gay therapist dads. They're not in the movie very much. We do see them. We are introduced to them. It is just funny how, I don't know, we've had... Two gay dads in the last three decoms? Yeah. Yeah. Well, six gay dads in a way. But, oh. But they're wow. therapists, so they don't want her to have too much screen time, which after just spending Thanksgiving with a younger second cousin oh. who's watching, Mommy, I want videos. On the, uh, I don't know what the fuck she was watching over there, but I'm like, Skibbity Toilet? Are you, are you familiar with Skibbity Toilet, I have Jake? no idea what that is. Well, you can look it up at home later. But uh, kids, get them off their phones. I'll be an old man. I didn't have a smartphone until I bought one for myself in college. It was, was my senior year college. of college. I didn't have a cell phone, just a normal cell phone, until 10th or 11th grade in high school. So I think, I'm not saying kids can't have cell phones at all, but gotta Limit everything in moderation. Time, you know. Otherwise, you'll get a fucking generation of Jacob Telegen. Ooh, who wouldn't want that? Uh, maybe, I mean, you know, I've had some conversations with Jacob's parents. <laughs> so, uh, they don't want it. Either. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, so, yeah, oh, two gay dads. We won't do that a bunch this episode. We might a little she bit. She has yeah, essentially a jitterbug, or they believe they call it a grasshopper phone. But yes. So we were like, well, she's got an older phone, but the joke was that it is for like old people. They make jokes about it later in the movie. Yeah. Is that one of the, the buttons on there in hieroglyphics? <laughs> that 1997 phone? <laughs> There's a few other jokes in there. Lots of jokes. So, this whole movie's a joke. So her friends are Paige, who has a brother, Mikey, that'll be relevant. Uh, they are Adam... Asian, of Asian descent. That doesn't really matter. Well, I, I, like, 
I'm I I, I got to figure out a way. Jacob, to we only straight. call out the diversity hits when they're gay. Fair enough. And dads. Gay dads. And there's two of them. There were two. Gay Otherwise, dads. I'm blind. I don't see anything. <laughs> I only see two gay dads, <laughs> and then the rest of the world is black and white. <laughs> Uh, so Paige and her brother Mikey, who drops them off, he's got a truck, and he drops them off at their friend. Like, like a 70s truck, you know? Yeah. Also, it's most like of the old... vehicles we see in the movie are throwback, which could just be that, you know, people have... This takes place in Atlanta, so people can have older cars there. Yeah. But some of them is very much like, that's very deliberate to also bring home the, the aesthetic. Um, yeah. Get dropped off at Anna Maria's house, and Anna Maria is turning 14 either that day or I think maybe it's the next day. And her parent, her, her dad, dad, not gay, not gay, getting married to a new mom. And yes. I'm like, wait, she's not the main character of the movie. And we're giving her mom and dad drama. So, yes, because we do not see her when the in the very beginning of the movie with the hedgehog. True. We see her step. Because I was trying sister. to put together the character names, her, and I'm like, well, is she, like, a mean person? Because she's not at the beginning of the oh, movie. But yes, we, we she, see her soon-to-be stepsister, though, in that opening. That sets up the kind of ticking clock that we'll eventually get to, is that the wedding is the next day. But that night, yeah. they're having a big slumber party. Oh, Dad, I don't want to have Veronica come. She's going to be her future stepsister. Well, you have to. So the and, and she's kind of the Alan, you know, the Zach Galifianakis character of um, The Hangover. Uh, I just, just kind of just goofy, just, just comedic relief, I guess. Well, at least that's the, what they intended. Yeah. I didn't like her very much. And I forgot to mention before they go into Anna Maria's house, Meg's skirt gets caught in the truck's door in front of her crush. So she gets de-skirted in front of Jake Ramirez. And we briefly see her underwear before she gets covered up by a flannel shirt. Yeah. So still, again, this is that Disney original movies territory. We're going to get a little wild. This is your your two gay dad, daddy, <laughs> you know, two gay dad era. Yeah. So Anna Maria, she's pissed, but she's like, whatever, we're going to have an awesome slumber party. And her friends were like, why are you so mean to Veronica? And she takes them aside and she has this really weird thing where she's like, I just want my family to be normal. I want my dad to marry my mom and I don't want to have any step siblings. And Meg is like, uh, excuse me, I have two gay dads. <laughs> and then Paige is like, uh, and I'm a step sibling to my brother because my mom's been married three times. They're like, uh. Check your heteronormative values. <laughs> uh, families, there is no normal family anymore. Uh, and you should be nice to Veronica. So I thought that was... Lucas and I both come from heteronormative families that neither have had... Neither of us have two gay dads. And they've ne neither of them have been divorced. Well, you don't know that. Oh. We oh don't need God. to go into my family history. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Sorry, I shouldn't have spoken. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's like I going into this, I'm like, I know this is a hangover spoof or remake. I don't need this, like, what is a normal family thing? Yeah, and it also gets dropped for it's basically that woke ideology, man. They're just trying to put on us, man, that any family could be whatever it wants. Well, to but be, it wasn't man. even what the movie was about. I no. guess in a way, the movie's message seems to be be open to trying yeah, new, things, new things, which could apply to a new family structure, or, which is really just a dad getting remarried. Yeah. Just be open to it, you know, just have an open mind. So Veronica, the stepsister, is welcomed at the party, but not Penny, Anna Maria's real younger sister. 
but we'll yes. later find out that she does participate. Penny is just kind of a, a little shit. Just mm-hmm. kind of, I don't know, just, yeah, just, just a little, a little stain. Then it is the evening. The slumber party is kicking into high gear. Enter Titus Burgess, who is, I know him from Mesmer. Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, which I watched one episode heard of. that. Uh, that but he's a recognizable actor and he plays Mesmer, the hypnotist. Yes. Who, One of many uh, job um, jobs yeah. that they have in the movie. But it just it feels weird. Jacob's like, I, I could see people doing this in the 70s. I'm like, do you? Because I don't think I'd see any time a teen. They, they had a Ouija having... board. You, you did point out they had a Ouija board going. That was just, yeah, kind of set dressing. That didn't end up being really a thing. No. Either. Jacob, did we ever talk about when you were hypnotized? Uh, maybe we did once. Was that for the um That was for the senior party? party? Yeah. I, I maybe we did. I don't know. You can you can readdress it. You I don't know. You're the one who was hypnotized, not me. There was like 20 of us on stage. Got picked out of the crowd. I think I think it's it's recorded. I'm just asking you what the experience was. Do you think you were actually hypnotized? Do you believe in hypnotism? I I mean I I feel like I was cognizant like I I, I kind of remember bits and parts of it but I I don't know like there was stuff that I don't think that I would do I don't know I I guess I I, I think people can get persuaded Jacob can get persuaded yeah I could sell him this pen right here wow. A B C's always be closing motherfucker Ooh. but Jacob the hypnotist was like. Something like, what do you want to be or what do you want to help you with success? And Jay, I was like, I want to be big on YouTube. And I, I'm just always like, this guy can't even run our fucking Twitter. Account. Oof. <laughs> Oof. So that was Jacob's hypnotism story. It seems like it was kind of a blackout for him, too. <laughs> the last, uh, you know, going on 10 years almost. Yeah. No, not more. No, no, no. 15 years. We're not that old, Jacob. 12 years ago. Yeah. Well, no, we're older than that, Jacob. No, no, no. we're horrible. At t- <laughs> what year is it? I was hypnotized before this episode. <laughs> so, oh, God, they're all into it, except Meg. That doesn't really matter. They're all laying on like the 70s carpet rug in the basement. Yeah. What is it? Shag carpet? Yeah, I don't think it was shag, but it was. The, they got their had- Coca-Cola. They got their Takis. They got their Haribo gummies. None of those are 70s touchstones. No. It's just good brands to stick in there. Ritz, crackers. Uh, and the hypnotist, Mesmer, is counting them down and, you know, saying the whole, and when I snap my fingers, blah, 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 he snaps. And there's, hard th- there's a, a trigger, right, is that what they call it, a trigger word? Well. Or something? Maybe. I can't remember what they call it. I, I wasn't really listening the, to everything he was saying. There's the, we're not told it here, but there's, there's some word that Mesmer gives to them that kind of you know, that kind of gets them out of their, their, their trance. Yeah. Which I don't know. We, we hear it at the very end of the movie. Should I just say what it is now? No, it doesn't no. matter. Uh, it, yeah, it's just weird to, if there was a trigger word that's supposed to cut them off, obviously he didn't use it. And then they have just like a fugue state where they don't remember anything. Yeah. But then eventually they do get out of that state. Once and then they, they start hear the to have word. a memory. Once they hear the word, then that's when they remember stuff. But I'm just saying like that's the next why they morning. That's trying to find him. But like the, the next time. morning when we have like the whole movie progressing. Yes. It's not like they're forgetting everything that just happens to them then. So it's just like no. it's just that night. Yes. So I guess maybe he said like, I don't know, 
you have a period where you won't remember anything. Yeah. I, I, and then I'll later never actually tell you what it was. And yeah, I, don't know. I, I don't know what the whole purpose of them not remembering that. Partially, was. I think it is that Mesmer is an irresponsible hypnotist and yeah. forgot to give it to them. But I'm just like, was he hypnotizing them to be like wild and crazy? Because that's yeah. how the night ends up going. Uh, or was that just them being like, we're trying their, new their things. Inner thoughts are just getting. Because yeah, there's a little bit out. where Meg's like, oh, you guys always do stuff without me. Like go to Six Flags. <laughs> the, this is just their way to get to the point where, okay, oh, what happened last night? They like said, get back on pace with the, you know, the hangover kind of vibes. And the hangover, they take, you know, like they take like Rufalin. Um, and that's why they forget. Well, yeah, no, that's why I was just the like the before. premise of like, how can we get teens to not remember something? Hangover, yeah, sure. People black out all the time and don't remember shit. So yeah, I, they just used. Have you met Sam Blake? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they just used a, an appropriate way that people might, you know, forget time. As I said, he snaps, hard cut. Next morning, Meg's waking up, goes to the bathroom, realizes, looking in the mirror, that one. She's missing an eyebrow. I mean, while she's waking up, too, we see that the whole basement is basically trashed. It looks like there's shit smeared on the walls. Written that Veronica was here. It's, it's, yes. We find out it's just Nutella. But, like, everything's kind of trash, you know? Like, yes. And like you were saying, she goes into the bathroom, you know, kind of looks into the mirror, notices she doesn't have an eyebrow. Then she kind of does, like, a turn around. Okay, when I turn back around, it'll be, it'll be back. <gasps> it's not. This isn't a dream. This is real life. What happened last night? Yep. <laughs> yeah. And, Where's and then, Dustin to turn to and make comments when I need him? And then she hears like some chirping. Well, one other thing she notices in the mirror is that she's wearing the sweatshirt that Jake Ramirez was yes. wearing the day her, before. Her crush. This is the crush that lives across Which the street. seems to be like a knockoff Grateful Dead thing. And then yeah, yeah, it's she like a skull. reveals in the bathtub there are a bunch of baby ducklings. Yeah, like a, like a dozen, yeah, a dozen and yellow ducks. And then we get the ducks. text popping up in 70s font still, WTD, what the duck. What the duck. And then somebody else later on like says, like, what the duck. And it's like, yeah. well, you can't do the same joke twice. Well, it was already did. pretty dumb anyway. They did. That's pretty edgy for kids, man. So then Veronica's like wearing her clothes backwards. Paige just like has messy hair. But Anna Maria's not around. And one has really long nails. Yeah, that's all uh, Veronica. Yeah. Anything else? I don't know. The, the, we didn't say that the washing machine had a bunch of soap coming out of it. And you said the one girl licks the wall. I didn't. Well, you did when we were watching it. Oh. <laughs> Jacob. Well, that's not a podcast. That, that's something Jacob does all the time. Is you'll say, well, you were t- we were saying earlier, and what he means is that. One, it could be while we were watching the movie. Sometimes it might be. While we were driving to my house. <laughs> Sometimes it might just be like any other time we've ever like a had a week conversation. ago you were saying this. And it's like, but we didn't just say that. When we was... when we were watching the movie, Lucas pointed out that the one girl was licking the wall to see what was indeed on the well, wall. I pointed it, it out because Jacob wasn't looking at the screen at that time. No. So, yeah, it was Nutella, um, not fecal matter. Um, and Veronica does take blame to writing that on the wall. Well, I mean, it, it does say Veronica was here. It does. Uh, so then they're like, oh, where's Anna Maria? Oh, she never goes somewhere without her phone. So let's call her. She's not answering. And they are hearing her phone ringing or vibrating nearby. Which which Uh-oh. is what happens in the hangover too. They call to see, oh, where's, you know, where's Stu at? Oh. And then Paige has blood on her hands, which I was like, wait, is that explained? And yes, it is. Yes. So they wash off the blood and then they go to see what Penny might know. The younger sister. And this is really dumb because later on they 
find out that Penny knew something the whole time. But Penny just makes too high of demands of them. She's like, I want you to yeah. hook me up with a whatever the fake social media thing in the world is. She's like, I want a TikTok account. You're too young. And I want 100,000 followers. Yeah, she's like, take a picture with me so I get all the followers. Now, there was a couple other weird demands. And but. this is like, well, if they just did that, then we wouldn't. Oh, have had she, a, a she wanted the one girl to do her homework or something. Yeah. So, yeah, they, they say no to that. And then I guess they go and try to figure yeah, out what's up. Parts of this section, I'm not always clear about what they're doing. So first they try they have, to call. They have the docs now, remember? Yeah. First they try to call the hypnotist booking agent, which is Captain Bootleg. Yeah, I, I like that. Him. That was fun. But they can't get a hold Captain of him. Bootleg. So then they decide they think the ducks maybe came from their school, even yes. though... It's the summertime right now, and they're going to be freshmen. So that's part of like, oh, they're stressed about being in school. So, so how, yeah, how would they know what classroom to go to? In the so they get to the school, and to break into it, they call Paige's brother Easter Mikey, who's yeah. either hipster brother. He's probably going to be at least a junior or senior in yeah, high he's, school. So he's 16, 17, yeah. And he seems to have been like the super cool prankster kid in his class, and he has like a secret entrance into the school. There's a brief joke where Veronica is going to do parkour because at this point, I guess now parkour is not cool again. Probably basically after the office episode where Michael, Scott and Dwight do parkour. I don't know. You don't remember that one? I don't. It was it was a later season that I don't even know if I actually watched it or I saw the YouTube video of it. Iconic. Uh, for the Zoomers, yes, but that means that parkour is no longer cool. Sad. I mean, parkour used to be a big thing. Hashtag Hardcore Henry. Yeah. You know? Hashtag uh, John Morrison. Wow. Um. So then Mikey just gets them into the school, and then they go to like a science lab or something. And they return the chicks, all but one. And then they also find one of Anna Maria's shoes that has a yeah. duck in it. But then I'm like, I don't know. I wasn't clear if it was just like a duck. That they already had that went into the yeah, shoes. Yeah, I, I think it was a duck that just hopped into it. Yes. But then it wasn't just sitting. They'll take there the duck with them, and Veronica has a fanny pack or kind of like a shoulder bag. The, the duck is in the whole movie, so it, it fills in for like the guy, the baby in the baby carrier. Yeah, uh, Carlos, Carlos, the baby from the Hangover. Yes, that uh, Alan carries around, and this is Alan's character carrying it around. So. Mm -hmm. This is Alan's daughter. <laughs> And then there's think, uh, like the principals there and what, what, the janitors there. And yeah, they're, they're trying to around. cover up asbestos. And yeah, they chase them around like the breakfast club. It's stupid. Chase scene. It's fun. Um, no. They, they, they send uh, Mikey. No. Yes. Mikey to get the, his vehicle. You tell his me. truck. I don't remember the names. I don't remember any We'd of the We'd be names. moving on if you didn't want to do this. So, so he, he gets their car and uh, what's her name? The The... Alan character in the movie does some John Bender stuff and runs around and so screams, helpful. smashes around on the, the lockers to try to distract so the other two girls can escape. They escape. They get out of there. They're free. They're good. And I think they go to the, the next school, the rival school at this point. Well, you know what? I'll pull the Jacob because we missed one key moment. It's the one connection to maybe consider this a Disney Channel original movie is that Veronica oh, and yes. Mikey have a moment where they're like, this is like in High School Musical so with Gabby man. and Troy. And, I don't remember what song they sang. Uh, the start of something new. Is that what it was? Something like the that. start of something new. I don't know. Yeah. I thought about maybe I should we do like a, a ranking all of like the decom musical songs or something. But I'm like, ah, we probably don't remember that many of them. Uh, so, yep. 
Sorry to reference Jacob. The, reference to the High School Musical. No, no, that was warranted. Thank you. So they get the shoe. That's very meta. And it's got some paint on it. That's And Mikey's like, oh, that's the rival school's colors. But I can't go past dropping you guys off there because we... Uh, Kidnapped the principal or something? We maybe committed a felony. <laughs> and we made the principal disappear? Is that yeah, what it was? they kidnapped the assistant principal. They, they like killed him. And they, said, they never found his body. Yeah, what happened when they found him? They never did. What the fuck? They never did. So they get dropped off at... um. Hillside Prep. That's a pretty cool big school, big bells on the top. It's a private school. Yes. Or a private school. I mean, it's Atlanta, so that there's probably plenty of schools. As they're driving up, we do see some like pennants uh, on like flag or on light poles. With hedgehogs. To show that this is the hedgehog school. Yes. Uh, I was trying to think of a funny Sonic joke for that, but I got to go fast. I, w- I would have come up with something better than that. At least. So they are sneaking up and the marching band is at Boots. the school and there's both. Well, I guess that's not really Tails. a sneeze joke. There is a fart joke. Yeah. Where Veronica seems like she's about to sneeze, but then she farts and, and then the band hears her and then she sneezes. Yes. The she's... band did hear the fart, but they just blamed it on somebody else. Yeah. It's very loud. It's very obnoxious. But yeah, they get they get caught and then they get kind of rally, you know rallied up and they kind of get interrogated you know why are you here after you did what you did last night they're like what do you mean we weren't here last night and they show them video of all the girls you know stealing the hedgehog yeah, float like twerking and, or grinding on it and, and they're yeah they're working on it eating and hot chip <laughs> some takis and the friend that they're looking for was in the video so like ah, oh, you know we got to figure out where she is and then they're like you know do, do you have anything you know and then the Rival school is saying, well, we have something that that belongs to you. We have something that you're looking for. We have what for. you want. Yes. And so, they're like, um, can we clarify? And they're like, no, you cannot. No. So the thinking we're supposed to think is, okay, they have like their friend. They've kidnapped their friend holding her hostage. And, and then they say, oh, well, the only way you can, you know, get what you want back is if you give us what we want back, the hedgehog float. float. Uh, one little part in there, Veronica has a dance off with the hedgehog mascot and the mascot's like, I can't do it. I can't can't compete. Can't match the, the Riz. Uh, so then I guess they're like, oh, well, okay, well we got to find this float, but we don't know where, but then they get a call into, uh, Mesmer's booking agent. And he says now he's at the Chattahoochee onion festival and he's the mascot onion. Doesn't really have much payoff. He's dressed as like a purple onion. I think he's the great onion. Yes. And a little girl comes up to him and says, what makes you so great? And he goes, oh, you little shit. And then right after that, we get a page getting cut off saying shit. And it's like, you're just doing the same joke. Yeah. So they're trying to find him in the onion festival and they just happen to walk up on the main stage where there's about to be the onion munch. And they get they get confused or they're because there's three empty spots and they're waiting on three onion munching ladies. Yeah. And they roll them in. And this is where we meet uh, Johnny Onion. Johnny Onion. What a beast. So this guy's like a really big. He maybe he kind of looks like a like a biker, you know, lumberjack or lumberjack. Yeah, he's just a big guy and he's. He's talking shit, and he's like, oh, you girls are trying to, you know, wuss out. You know, you can't take me on this contest. And they're like, bring it on, Johnny Onion. I thought, I maybe misheard. It's like you each get a plate, 
But and if you finish a pound, it, and I'm like, well, there's like six onions on there. So I heard a pound, and yeah, there were a lot more onions. Uh, but then it was like a two minute time limit. Yeah. Uh, but then if you stop eating, then you get put in the onion fryer, yeah. which and is just a like a chain link enclosure. Yeah, nothing where nothing happens of nothing. relevance in there to make it a fryer. But people yell when somebody stops eating, like, onion fryer, onion fryer, <laughs> and as they're eating. This is where Paige calls him Beetlejuice or something. That yeah, it makes some kind of reference. Did someone say Beetlejuice three times? And it's just like, what? It's just the the, the director of the movie or the author of the book really likes references. I don't know what you, this whole like author. You think this is like in the book that she said Beetlejuice? That, that's what I don't know. I don't, I don't know if in the book they even give them. They might not even give my them impression a, of any of these book uh, adaptations for Disney Channel or Disney Plus. I don't think they're like direct quotes well, from I was saying, like anything. even like the book might not even have the 70s aesthetic to it well how but, could it Jacob Howard, it's a book well I mean you could describe characters as all looking like a looking like a 70s you know the 70s yeah if you're know. Ernest Klein author of Ready Player One who famously says oh it was also 80s and they go to a club where characters were performing a variety of 80s dance moves oh, wow. so if you're a bad author you should we do say that. this is a Ron Howard movie uh yes I did have that at the end but I also meant to say it sooner <laughs> that, yeah, Ron Howard, his production company, I think, Imagine. And then it's what Brian Glazer, Grazer. Yeah. They're always like a co-production uh, pair. Uh, so I don't really know. I mean, Ron Howard's made bad stuff. Uh, he's made really good stuff. He's made good stuff. What are some of his good movies you've enjoyed? Uh, Apollo 11 or is okay. it Apollo 13? I, I really enjoyed him in the Andy Griffith show. He plays Opie Taylor. Okay, well, I'm, I'm talking more of him as a director. A director. Yeah, yes. I mean, I could say I love Arrested Development where he is the narrator for He it. has a famous daughter too, right? Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah. Where she's kind of been become more of a director lately too. Yeah. Uh, whatever the, the case, Howards. he Enough made it. Hillbilly Elegy was the last movie of his that I watched. That movie's a piece of shit. <laughs> makes, so, makes this look Oscar worthy. So Johnny Onion gets his onion fried. He loses. Yeah. Veronica wins. Uh, yeah, I got, I got or, thrown or off. Chan or Chan uh, or Megan Chan. Oh, yeah, I got thrown off by you being like, there's no way this book is like they're using <laughs> cell phones, but then they're laying on a 70s carpet or yeah. they got a they have freaking the Richard carpet. Simmons doing an exit. <laughs> there well, you know, there's Richard well, Simmons. The other thing is they're watching VHSs, so that's not period appropriate either. So no. I don't know. It was just a, it was just dumb. Yeah. I didn't like it. I liked it. <laughs> I liked it. You basic bitch. I like the mixture of the different. Uh, yeah, Veronica beats Johnny Onion. Uh, but then gets exposed for not being the, the real contestant. The real Esther Chen shows Esther up. Esther Chen. She's an Asian lady in a, <laughs> a cowboy hat. And she's like, I wanted to munch some onions. So then they get kicked out. Well, she does like, quote unquote, parkour and uh, stage dives yeah, onto she, her stomach. She sell, yeah, yeah. Doesn't parkour, kill the duck. And I'm immediately like, she's just going to splat. And then she, she does. Splats. And then, they, yeah, they get kicked out and they're banned from the Onion Festival. We don't see what the Onion Fryer was And they about. didn't get to talk to Ez, uh, no. <laughs> the the Mesmer. And then they're just, like, on bikes. And we're like, did they ride bikes to get there? They probably did. We just don't remember. No. Or didn't see. So Johnny Onion was kind of the, the peak of the movie for me. Yeah, I, I dug him. Oh, and, and he, like, vomits. He, like, pukes in his hands, I guess. Yeah. So then the only clue they have left to go on is that Meg has Jake Ramirez's sweatshirt. So they go to his house. And, uh, and this is the house that they teepeed the night before. Oh, yeah, we forgot that. That doesn't 
ever really seem to come into play because he's not ever mad at them. Because no. it's also like, oh, his sweatshirt kind of smells. What did you do to it? And he's just like, oh, no, I was hanging out with you guys last night. He's got some wild fucking jeans and he's got a weird haircut. He's got flow, a flow, some uh, weird hair flow. He's just got long hair. He got like Jonathan Taylor Thomas hair. There we go. Uh, he's got a long Final Fantasy androgynous boy earring hanging from his right ear. And I'm just like, what the hell is going <laughs> on with Jake? <laughs> he doesn't look Hispanic. Well, it, sometimes he did. Sometimes he didn't. Uh, but, you know, we had Anna Maria's family who's very Hispanic where there's yes. little bits of Spanish being dropped and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but he's like, oh, yeah, I was hanging out with you guys last don't, night. Don't you remember last night? They're like, no, we have no idea what happened. And he's like, well, I thought you were coming back to my house for this. And then he opens up his his garage to reveal the hedgehog. So there's they found what they were looking for or the mission is completed. Yeah. So then it's time for the swap. Um, First, they have to get it to the yeah, school. Yeah, I, I skipped that line in my notes. So, yeah, we're basically catching up back to the beginning of the movie where they're where the freeze frame was, yeah. Pushing it down the hill because it's got wheels. It seems like it would be like on a golf cart, but I don't yeah. know. It must not have strong enough brakes. So it's a big dramatic thing. They're going on a big down. hill. Jake is chasing them on his bike that has pegs. They have a bike strapped to the back of it, but it's going down. They can't stop it. And this um, is where she flies off Meg, that well, is. Yeah, there's somebody blowing leaves in the middle of the street that they try to avoid. Yeah, it's real, get some. It's real paper boy for the NES where... Somebody's walking across the street with a plate glass window that <laughs> yes. they got to dodge around. And that kind of causes them to go off some kind of jump or something. Like land, and the, the one girl with the one eyebrow lands in the trash bin, I guess. I don't but know. Before what... that, she talks to the camera in a freeze frame. It's oh, like, yeah. I don't know what's going on either. Or, or she's like, oh, hey again. Yeah, I still don't know what's going on. You know, like we're supposed to. Hopefully find out what's all been happening and by rewinding from the beginning. Oh, but no, we're all clueless. Looking still. at Jacob again, eyes closed. Mind palace. You did a good job explaining that than me. Better job than me, Jacob. Uh, she, so she's, she's in the in garbage. The, yeah. She's covered with even more nasty shit. Um, Jake comes to pull her out. She's got like vomit all over like her shirt. She really it's not stinky. Vomit. It's like a white weird stuff. But there's also I mean, a, just, a she's cockroach. in a dumpster. So. There's also a cockroach on her shirt that. They all kind of freak out. Then they make a Taylor Swift reference to shake it off, shake it off. And they do that. And then she's like, sorry, your sweatshirt stink. And he's like, well, you can just keep it. He's like, I hang out with a lot of smelly boys. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, not cool, Jake. No. That's mean to your friends. They, yeah, they have a damaged hedgehog float for return. So the marching band shows up. And, and, and Lucas had, had a really good idea that maybe... The friend they're looking for was in the hedgehog, which is kind of, I guess, how it is in um, in the hangover. I mean, it sounds like not really. I just have only seen the trailer for the hangover. I think so that was a bad suggestion. You know, in the hangover, they find their friend Doug on the on the roof of the casino. I mean, where she ends up being very less interesting or yeah. wild than but she probably would have died had she been in the 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 hedgehog uh, float thing. So well, it's maybe a good thing I she mean, wasn't. We should say they were all wearing bike helmets yes. when they were on the hedgehog. They're all safe. Safety first, always. And the duck, the, the duck is, I think, with a brother at this point. Otherwise, it probably would have died, right? No, the, the, the duck, duck's still duck's with still Veronica, yeah, but she just there. bailed safely, I guess. Yeah. So the marching band shows up, and they're like, oh, this is what we were going to give you. It's Meg's cell phone, and they the all phone. roast it for being like a jitterbug or whatever. Oh, there's two buttons. The first one says dad. The second one says Pops. pops. 
So we're like, like 2K dads. 2K dads. But you know, they were all chill. It's like, hey, we maybe look like we're from the 70s, but we're very progressive and we're totally cool with 2K dads. Yeah. And, and they, I guess the band said, they said she or, should be in therapy. And she's <laughs> like, well, that's what those buttons are for because yeah. I got my 2K therapist dad. <laughs> so this is also when they get mad and like, that's not what we want this phone. We want our friend. And like, you think we would really kidnap a child? We're not criminals. My mom's a whatever a lawyer or whatever the heck and we know so uh, (laughs) it's like i remember that part but i was i'm very clearly like oh this is referencing back to a part of the movie that i wasn't listening during but also jacob wasn't listening during so he only gets the callback joke doesn't even fully remember it properly Uh, that's what happens great stuff that's what happens they have the cell phone they've returned the float they still do not know where their friend is. So they go back to Anna Maria's house, who lives across the street from and Jake's they, house. They clean up or whatever. They get all out of the stinky well, clothes. Well, so Jake versus like, well, you should just talk to Penny. She was with you guys. And they're like, mm, Penny. It's like, this was the first person you went to yeah. and you caved. So uh, Jake and Meg are cleaning up in the basement. So they, they almost kiss. They do almost kiss, but she kind of chickens out, I guess. And then just kisses him like one scene later. Yeah. But the other two, Veronica and Paige, are interrogating uh, Penny up in her room. By taking Penny's uh, Great American Dolls or whatever the heck they're called. Something like that. And they're ripping off arms and putting it into blenders and like chopping up all the dolls. She's tied up on her bed with jump ropes. Yeah. There's just, yeah, some weird parts of this movie where it's like, well, that was a little much for some of how the rest of this movie She's like crying, like, oh, and then they go to grab like the horse, you know, they're going to cut all the horse up or whatever. And she's like, she's not crying. She's faking it. And then they start to break it. And then she caves in, I guess, because she doesn't want her horse to get killed, die. So she says, oh, Anna Maria left a note on the bathroom window and I took it and didn't tell you guys. And the note says going on a birthday hike. Uh, Keep in mind, this was probably the hike was probably like ten hours ago. Well, it's point. we don't know when the note was there, so it seems that she went on this hike and they find her sleeping on a park bench with so, tampons in her nose. She looks yeah. like she just got beat to death. She's like all strung out, which is I guess kind of how Doug is found on the roof of the uh, casino. And then they bring up the whole weird thing because Anna Maria is the character set up in the most typical Disney Channel fashion of being like. Oh, she's the one having parent issues. Yeah, and she so wasn't she's even like, a- I'm sorry, I was saying, you know, I wanted a normal family. Your families are totally valid. And I'm sad that I said mean stuff to my dad. And I'm just like, why are we doing this with a character who wasn't in the whole movie? When the other character, it's just like, oh, Meg learned she shouldn't try stuff that she's not comfortable doing, which, you know, could have some negative consequences later on in her life, too. So I was just like, shut the fuck up, Disney Channel. Just do a hangover knockoff. We don't need this whole fucking divorced dad remarrying bullshit. But we do because, oh. The big game. The big wedding. The wedding is in a half hour. Will we make it in time? Cut to she's at the wedding. And looks fine. She's like, well, I need to wash my hair and get my hair all fixed up. And like that happened apparently in a half an hour. Absolutely no tension at all. (laughs) They got there, even though none of them can drive. I guess Mikey dropped them off. But now he's watching the ducks. Yeah, there was a duck exchange. But yeah, they're all at the party. They're all just kind of hanging out at a cupcake table, I guess. Well, just Anna Maria, where her dad comes over and she's like, I love you, dad. 
Or you, I, there was a surprise by the altar. Her and Veronica go, oh my God, it's a birthday cake. And they all sing happy birthday for Anna Maria very poorly. But they know it is her birthday, I think, that day, which is pretty okay. fucked up by the dad to get married on her his, yeah, his daughter's it's, birthday. It's kind of odd. But in the background, we see as uh, Mesmer. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember exactly the role Mesmer's doing. Maybe just like well, a before wait, waiter, that, waiter, waiter. Important stuff. Anna Maria says, where'd you get the cake? Which is like, oh. why do we care? But then uh, Meg right. says, my dad made it. Which means one of the gay dads is a good baker. Wow, <laughs> what a stereotype. And then, yeah, Mesmer as a classic performance artist. Or Just doing everything, actor. working all the jobs. He's, he's a waiter with the catering This company. is all on the same day, too. So he was at the Chattahoochee Onion Festival yeah. and then following up at I mean, you would think the Chattahoochee Onion Festival wouldn't end by 4 p.m., but whatever the case is. Because I don't know if I had said that's when that was kind of a deadline set up earlier in the movie. So, well, we got to find her before oh, yes, my yes. dad, the my new stepdad's yeah, wedding yeah. at 4 p.m. Yeah. Not midnight this time. So right. they ask Mesmer for their trigger word. And, and he, he doesn't even remember. He's like, ah, freshman. And then I, they all... I got annoyed briefly because I wrote he gives them the trigger word and I'm like, is he not actually going to give them the trigger yeah. word? Is he going to make me cross off my like It's like a minute of him just trying to think. Like, uh, uh, yeah, I'm like, is it fucking Jacob Telejohn filling in here? <laughs> so then they all have like this weird kind of like, like Raven Simone kind of like seen into the, the, the future kind of thing where they all just kind of like, they all have like visions and then they all point at each other like, so that's how that happened. Oh, you did that to me. And then when they, you said uh, similar so before they get the trigger word, they make like a prom pact. Oh, yeah. Like, yes. Whatever we, we remember. We can't tell anybody what happened. What happens on slumber party, station which, slumber which party. Is, which is what happens in the hangover too. They find a camera from the night they went out and they said, we can't show this to anybody. And so in, in the hangovers version, there's, you know, there's, they're like with strippers and they're doing like illegal stuff, drugs, you know, whatever. Just you know, crazy stuff. Kids stuff. Yeah. So, so now we get, so that's basically the end of the movie. Is we get a, a vertical Reddits. phone video montage. And it's just them doing all this stuff. And it, it, it is the order of how That's why I went, Ron Howard. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we see him at, at home. We see the one girl get accidentally elbowed in the in the nose. That's why she has a bloody nose. We see the one girl get dared to shave off her eyebrow. She shaves off the eyebrow. We see them doing the uh, the TP. They're doing the TP. Veronica does um, parkour. We see the hedgehog thing. I don't think we ever see the duck, ducklings in it, but they kind of show everything that happens. True. Maybe we just missed the ducklings, but that's like the most crucial. Be like, where the fuck did these come from? Yeah. Uh, so why did they go to the school? How did they get into the school in the first place? Obviously, compared to the hangover, it's not going to be as, as extreme. But it was but so even fun. kind of like, I mean, we're coming off a prom pack where we see kids basically not completely spelled up, but very plainly drinking alcohol they have like this, cups. where it's just like, I don't know. I mean, it, it was fun in the sense, like, I remember doing dumb stuff with, like, my friends in my friend's basement. Yeah. Jacob was not there. No. Uh, <laughs> Sometimes I was. Mm. I, I went to Devin's basement several times. And then Sam was very mean to you. Always. Trying to impress another one of our friend's girlfriend's weird situation. I don't even there. remember there ever being another girl there. It was Freddie when he was going out with Jenna. And I think Sam was trying to oh. impress Jenna by just being extremely mean to you. I, I, it's I was just block. like, Sam, stop. Uh, it's it the one time I stood up for Jacob Telejohn. Thanks, Lucas. And I've regretted it <laughs> ever since. <laughs> That's how this podcast happened. Lucas became my friend. So, yeah, I was just like, eh, it's fun kid stuff, you know, whatever. Yeah, I 
I thought it was okay. I guess you Lucas, could say that about this movie generally. It's like, eh, it's fun kid stuff, but I Lucas don't didn't like the movie. I didn't mind it. Not not my favorite. You know, I, I liked our last last movie a little bit more, but it was okay. I you know. I can't give specific examples, but there was at least a couple of times, usually surrounding Veronica, where it wasn't necessarily just cringy, but it was like either cringy or the joke odd. was so bad that yeah. like I had like a like, physical Lucas revulsion. Physically, like, oh, like, what? and sometimes I would get mad. Yeah. I mean, like, that was yeah. such a bad, bad joke. joke. It made me angry. I, I saw it. It happened. But other other than that, it was fine. It was fine. It was fine. It was it was a fine movie. It, this one I was telling like I was telling you earlier when we were watching the movie. Thank you for clarifying. That this felt more like a decom. You know, it wasn't like didn't seem. Do you remember what I said? No, I said, oh, was it like a decom? Because it's bad. Because it was bad. <laughs> I, and I, I don't Whereas know. Prom this... I'm like, well, this wasn't like a decom because it was too good. Yeah, I prom kind of set the new kind of high for if you know that is if it's a decom. Um, well, I, I we were talking about this while we were watching the movie earlier that we already set out that the Naughty Nine at the time of the oh, recording yes. released like two days ago or something. Yeah. That movie seems to have kind of a fun premise. Will be in December, so it'll be a holiday movie. Yeah. We're going to watch the Naughty Nine, but mm-hmm. going forward, if it's very clearly like this is the delineation between Disney Channel original movies and now Disney original movies. Which is, is like Disney Plus. And this movie movies. opened in its opening credits with a Disney original movie. Yeah. Not say a Disney Channel original movie. I think we're going to have to, we're just going to be moving into phase two of a whole new pod where we're going to be watching the movies we've talked about of being, you know, kind of Disney Channel adjacent or kid adjacent, yeah. you know, stuff that feels like a decom or stuff we maybe just want to watch. We yeah. maybe float an idea of maybe having a bit of a AWNP at the movies where we'll Ooh. go and maybe watch Mean Girls 2. Okay. Not Mean Girls 2. Mean Girls the Musical. Yes. We could watch Mean Girls 2 for the podcast. Too. Not a very good movie. No, I didn't even know there was a second one. Well, that was the direct-to-video thing. Ugh. But just because we, we set out to cover... All of the decoms, which we've almost done, maybe we done. have done, we have done, and it doesn't really make sense to just be like, we're gonna continue just watching the movies that Disney produces that they maybe randomly decide to be like, because there's a bunch of Disney original movies on Disney Plus. Yeah. So if we just are gonna watch the ones that they well, it, randomly it's, decide, it's to- weird that these are kind of showing up on that same Wikipedia page as. Well, it's because they air on Disney Channel. Oh, okay. like Prom Pack and Slumber Party aired on Disney Channel. Yeah, so yeah, what I'm saying yeah. is if we're just going to go down the line where we'll just watch the ones that Disney Channel or Disney Airs. randomly puts on the Disney Channel, yeah. but still doesn't call them Disney Channel original movies. So I think the the era of the DCOM is over. We've kind of charted the history of that, the trends, the ups and downs, yeah. the philosophy of, you know, what a DCOM is. What the what the core themes of a lot of the movies so are. So that I don't think it really makes sense or it's not meaningful for us and probably not for our audience for us to just watch these. You know, sometimes they're good. Like we like Prom Pack. Yeah, no, I, I but was I think glad we watched that. We'll both that, you know, we'll be moving towards a, a more infrequent uh, upload schedule, no. but also I, movies that we think will be more we, fun. We've done really good. I, I don't know the last time we haven't uploaded a video every two weeks. We finally got good on our, our New Year's resolution. Yeah, we did it for a whole year. We can preview the next New Year's resolution, which is do fewer podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to 2019 era. Oh, whole golly. Pod. 
So yeah, that's a little tangent about just kind of what seems to be the writing on the wall and the the future of our podcast going forward. We got, yeah, as I said, Naughty Nine will still do within and there's a maybe one interval. or two others that were kind of in like the upcoming kind of movies. Well, one maybe. of those is for a cartoon show. Oh. If that one doesn't get a decom branding, we're not just going to randomly watch it because they aired on Disney Channel. Okay. Otherwise, I mean, there are some movies that they aired on Disney Channel that weren't decoms that we could watch. But for now, we'll we'll leave you in suspense maybe about what we'll get to for the first ones. You can maybe guess based on things we've said on the show before. Yeah. So any final thoughts for you on Slumber Party, though, Jake? Never remember. <sighs> the three kids? Yeah, I don't know. Veronica can, can do some parkour or something. Parkour and knockout. I don't think they're stopping. No, they're all a bunch of fuck-ups, and I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> they're, yeah, they're not stopping 9-11. But My I, three planes I, went down. I, I would be fine with <laughs> all ducklings. going down. The, the, the terrorists love the ducklings. They're all so cute, and it stops them. They, the, the cuteness saves the day. No, I. They're not stopping nine eleven. Um, and the movie as a whole, like I said, I not one of my top twenty five movie favorite movies. There, there were aspects to it. I like the. Are you saying the movies reference. we watch for the podcast are just you know <laughs> twenty five favorite movies? <laughs> it's not even in my top, maybe even fifty decoms. But there were are parts of it, like like I said, the references and stuff, and maybe even like the seventies kind of thematic stuff to it that I enjoyed. But it wasn't the best of movies. So then you can find us at a whole new pod at gmail.com or you yes. can write in how you feel or what direction you maybe like the show to go in or some movies you think would be good for us to watch. I've got plenty of ideas, uh, but we got time, we have I guess, time. but not that much time. Not that so much we're going to wrap this episode up. No, a whole new pop this week. I thought Game Beal was coming out, but I didn't see at the store uh, this past week and I don't know if I think uh, I don't know if Mountain Dew will have another holiday flavor. So at this point, oh. like I'm like I don't know because Game Fuel was already something that they spun off to just be like their energy drink brand. Yeah, uh, sure. so I don't know. I didn't really. I think someone is drinking it at work. Oh fuck! Well, I can maybe check the vending machines at work. Sometimes um, that's where I find the new flavors. Might might be at a, a gas quick trip station. or something. Yeah, I never go inside the. I gas bet it's station. at quick trip. So, yeah, otherwise, find us on Apple Podcasts, uh, Google, Spotify. YouTube. Rate us where you're able. YouTube.com slash a whole new pod. Like, find us comment, on and X. subscribe. Jacob, just let me. Sorry. I'll, I'll, I'll sit back. People don't like. I mean, I can't speak for anybody that actually listens because we don't hear from anybody. <laughs> but generally, people don't like crosstalk all the time. We've, we've literally done this before. Like, do you think I'm not going to get some of this stuff out? If that's the case, fine. But when I'm already saying stuff that is relevant, you know, I'd be like, huh? What about what about uh what about iHeartRadio? <laughs> ah! <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know the fucking deal. X Twitter. AWN Pod. <laughs> Thank you, Dustin. <laughs> fuck you, Jacob. And fuck Sam Blaze. <laughs> the episode's Sam over. <laughs>
Thank you to the people that helped me. Thank you to the people that tell me all the words are saying you care for me. Gratitude as far as the eye can see. Thank you to the cops and the grads. Thank you to the shops and the dads. Thank you to the moms helping us cope even when there is no hope. Thank you to the doctor for curing me. Thank you Barnes and Noble not hurrying me. Thank you heroes fighting for my country. Thank you teachers not being a cunt to me. Thank you to Marvel for showing us new worlds. Thank you to my wife for raising three girls. Thank you to the dogs and the cats especially making us appreciate you sexually. There's always time to say thank you. All this gratitude, I could never hate you. In another life, of course, I would date you. Metascore for people, 9.5, I would rate you. Gratitude is like a currency, Bitcoin. Thank you from my heart, tender like a sirloin. Favorite Gundam Wing character is Noin. The zoo is my favorite place to sleep. 